Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Nandobe Romjali. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we talk about a topic that tends to get people emotionally charged. That is hunting wildlife. Today, specifically, we chat about Botswana offering the right to shoot about 287 elephants. We've interviewed two academics with different opinions on the topic. To get us started, Ross Harvey, a senior research associate at the Institute for the Future of Knowledge at the University of Johannesburg in South Africa, discusses the reasons behind Botswana's decision. This decision needs to be understood in its context. Uh, and that is that uh, in late 2013, early 2014, uh, former Botswana president Ian Kama put a, imposed a moratorium on hunting in Botswana. Uh, and for the following five years, Botswana became a kind of safe haven, uh, developed a, a great ecotourism uh, reputation. Uh, but uh, when his successor, uh, President Masisi, came to office, he uh, essentially took steps to to lift that moratorium uh, and so this is essentially a, a reiteration of of that lifting of the moratorium. Masisi's decision was was made on the basis that uh, communities wanted hunting back. That proposition is still disputed uh, and it, it was uh, also essentially seen as a means of uh, trying to reduce human and elephant conflict and it was typically uh, justified under the banner uh, or under the uh, the smokescreen that elephant population was too high. In other words, Botswana was meant to have a uh, an elephant overpopulation, uh, which uh, which is strongly disputed in the ecological literature. Africa's savanna elephants are marked as endangered by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, or the IUCN, and its forest elephants are critically endangered. Our next guest is Pete van der Merwe a professor in tourism at the Northwest University in South Africa. How do you think the decision will impact on the elephants? I think the answer here is um, what was the main reason for um, elephants becoming critically endangered? And I think it was not hunting, it's due to poaching. And I think hunting has proved in countries where it's been applied and well managed that it actually contributes to conservation of elephants. Um, let's just take the case of Kenya. In Kenya, where we stopped hunting in, I think, in 1973, they had the increase uh, in, in, in elephant, uh, increase in poaching and a decrease in elephant populations. Um, whereas countries where we continue hunting, like Namibia, Botswana, and Zimbabwe, there are still um, quite healthy elephant numbers and large populations of elephants. So I don't think um, that the impact of hunting will be that much, as we're only going to hunt like 270, and we know that Botswana's got an excess of 30 thousand plus elephants. So this is a very small percentage of elephants that will be hunted. Ross? So the, the IUCN decision uh, is, is, is really unfortunate on the one hand, but on the other hand, a, a good thing because it recognizes the perilous state of elephants uh, on the continent. It also recognizes uh, what ecologists have been arguing for for years, and that is uh, two distinct species. Uh, and to understand this, uh, one must really understand that there are less than 60,000 forest elephants left. Uh, they are typically prized for their tusks uh, over savanna elephants because uh, their tusks are, are slightly hardier um, and therefore easier to, to carve. Uh, but unfortunately, IUCN uh, listings take a, a very long time. And, and so the risk often is that by the time a, a, an animal becomes listed as endangered uh, rather than merely vulnerable, uh, it can be a case of too little, too late. 
uh, especially given the kind of precipitous nature of the decline over the last 10 years, because the IUCN decision is based on a 2016 census, or at least a report that came out in 2016. The, the census was actually completed over a course of two years prior, and that noted uh, at least a 30% drop, but, but with some regions like Tanzania's Sulu being uh, incredibly hard hit, uh, they lost over 50% of their elephant population within the space of 10 years. The Botswana decision to continue with hunting elephants uh, is frankly an ecological disaster because uh, typically it's older males that get taken out uh, by hunting. Those are also uh, the elephants that are being targeted by poachers. So you have a compound effect uh, and you know, typically the, the uninformed view is, well, we're, we're shooting surplus elephants. Um, but the science is now very clear that there is no such thing, uh, especially as a surplus male elephant. Males are increasingly reproductively fit uh, up until the point uh, where they die, actually. Uh, and, and they are also incredibly important for disciplining youngsters so that youngsters learn not to raid crops and so forth. Um, and also uh, how to behave in a way that doesn't actually disturb human settlements. So the decision to continue hunting elephants uh, despite the, the IUCN decision uh, is really quite hard to understand. Professor Beat, you previously argued that trophy hunting can help conservation. What do you make of this move by the Botswana government? Well, if you look at Botswana and countries like Namibia, South Africa, Zimbabwe, which one of the biggest markets and income generators for the country is tourism. And currently this is completely halted. So they receive no income from, from wildlife tourism whatsoever. And I think the government are sort of forced to open up um, um, the hunting industry. I'm also of the opinion that hunters are more resilient and they will do travel to these countries once open for hunting. Um, whereas your normal ecotourist due to COVID, I think they were not that keen to travel, whereas your hunters might be more resilient to, um, for traveling during COVID times. And this will definitely have an impact on, on communities and start to create job opportunities and income generation. As all these conservation areas in Botswana, currently they have no income from tourism whatsoever. So they are in need of, of, of income from these areas because we have seen in the past um, that now poaching will increase in these areas. Poaching in conservation areas due to tourism being stopped there is increasing. And I think if you open hunting in these areas, we will, we will sort of counter um, poaching in these areas. So it, I think it, they, they sort of in a, in a dire need to open up the hunting industry. What are your thoughts, Ross? It's a contention that uh, doesn't bear up under scientific scrutiny. Uh, trophy hunting of elephants especially has, uh, has never been shown to support conservation. Uh, the best that it can do, and these are the arguments typically offered by the hunting fraternity, is that, is that it provides jobs for local scouts uh, and some meat and income uh, for those communities. In Botswana, uh, hunters are paying about 80,000 US dollars per elephant. Uh, those licenses to, to shoot elephants are normally purchased at around $40,000 per elephant. Uh, so the markups are quite high, uh, but uh, the, the evidence suggests that uh, th there's a small handful of people who benefit from these deals uh, and throwing a bit of meat and income to the, the local communities that are affected by this uh, seems to me the height of a, a colonial attitude of, well, we'll give you some meat and therefore you must shut up. Uh, so frankly, I think this is, uh, 
is nonsense to justify hunting under a conservation banner, especially given that there's this uh, compound effect uh, where elephants are specifically older male bulls are, are targeted by both hunters and poachers. Uh, and there's there's nothing necessarily to suggest that hunting dissuades poachers. Uh, the argument is that presence on the ground uh, means that uh, poachers are less likely to target elephants, but in open systems, this doesn't hold. Elephants move. Uh, and this is another issue. You know, the whole process by which quotas have been established in Botswana seems to be uh, highly arbitrary and doesn't seem to consider the, the nature of local population dynamics. Uh, so, for instance, you know, you can shoot uh, five elephants, say, in, uh, in Central Conservation Area 1, um, but, you know, that assumes a kind of stagnant population there. Um, I'm just giving a random example, but um, it, it's it's really from a conservation perspective, highly problematic. Uh, from a scientific perspective, it's, uh, it's highly questionable. Uh, it seems to me a, a highly political decision uh, and it seems to benefit a handful of people. So justifying it under a conservation banner, uh, to my mind, would be less than honest. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit industries like the wildlife tourism one particularly hard. Do you think opening up hunting of elephants as well as allowing the sale of licenses to kill leopards, zebras and buffaloes will help it bounce back? What are your thoughts, Ross? This is a good question because COVID-19 has obviously had a massive impact on ecotourism, i.e. non-consumptive tourism uh, that does not involve hunting. And Botswana has become known as a, as a safe haven uh, for that kind of, uh, of tourism. And in fact, its, it's reputation as a high-end destination, if you like, has been built largely on the fact that it has not allowed hunting. Uh, and that decision, you must remember, was made on the, the grounds of declining wildlife numbers in Botswana uh, in late 2012. That's what pushed Ian Karma to make the decision. Uh, and and so, obviously, COVID has had negative effects. Uh, and now, of course, the argument is that, well, hunters uh, are, are kind of lone rangers. They, they don't have as high an environmental impact. Uh, and, of course, they, they don't congregate. And so the COVID risk is less. And while we have opportunity for the money, we should take it. But the problem with that argument is that it affects the population dynamics of wildlife the very wildlife on which uh, ecotourism recovery depends. So to put it in simple terms, increasingly hunting and ecotourism are mutually exclusive. And uh, the direction in which the world is going, and rightly so, is that uh, nations that continue hunting, especially hunting endangered species, are going to suffer reputational damage. And so the ecotourism market, the high-end ecotourism market that is a lot more sustainable than the hunting market, uh, is going to move to countries that, that choose to not hunt. And I think the other thing to say here is that uh, this is, it is not a sustainable solution. You know, if you, if you hunt, especially leopards, uh, given massively plummeting numbers, uh, you, you're on a hiding to nothing. And the same goes for elephant. Uh, and... You, you could possibly argue in favor of plains game hunting that can be easily bred and restocked and, and so on. But, uh, you know, then we're into a question of whether uh, this is really uh, wild. Uh, you know, is Botswana really a wild tourism destination or is it, uh, is it a country whose uh, wildlife numbers are essentially uh, an indication of some kind of agricultural 
calculation um, and and I, I think that they would uh, do badly to go in the direction of the latter. Beat. Yes, I, I do think so. Um, I do think um, it will it will at least um, result in some income coming to, to um, Botswana, um, although on a small scale. Um, we know that hunting contribute uh, about 10 times more than normal ecotourism to, to uh, local regions or areas where hunting do take place. Um, the one thing about hunting is that most of the hunting in Botswana take place in not your, your, your key ecotourism destinations like Chobe and those areas. So this is more in, in areas where, where ecotourism is not that viable. But I think it will, it will assist. Um, as again, as I said, we have proved that, that hunters do spend uh, 10 times more than, than your normal ecotourism. We recently conducted a study on a game reserve where both, 30,000 game reserve, uh, where, where both hunting and, and ecotourism is, is conducted. And again, the study indicated that your tourist, your normal ecotourist um, daily fees around about $99 per day, whereas your hunters pay around about $450. And this still excludes the uh, wildlife and hunted. So uh, on this specific game reserve, which receive around about 9,500 tourists, um, compared to plus minus 55 or 50 hunters, the income from hunters is more or less the same. So hunting is, is one of those that, that can create a lot of income for an area. And, and that's what we want, to restart this area. And, and, and this will also assist in stopping poaching in these areas. As soon as hunters move around in these areas, the poachers also move out of these areas. So I will think, well, I'm of the opinion that it will slowly start opening the tourism industry for Botswana. Countries like South Africa and Zimbabwe also allow elephant hunting. It is important to note that the IUCN does allow countries to manage their own populations if the decisions made are backed by science. Hunting is also allowed if countries can show that the population is increasing or stable. The issue of hunting is an emotionally charged one. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozeyar Patel. From me, Mendo Begum Jali, it's bye for now.